key things both Andrea and I see our clients struggling with is making lasting change happen. And while each of our clients have unique circumstances, many of them share a common obstacle, and that's navigating their existing belief systems. In this episode, we're gonna chat about what belief systems are, how past beliefs can affect the present, how to identify them and change them, but also how not to give your power away to the idea of them. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are psychic mediums who like to consider our spiritual experiences as adventures. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. So join us as we chat about spiritual adventures and answer your questions, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to navigate the journey with more confidence. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hey, everybody. Uh, Hello. <laughs> belief systems. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When we first came up with belief systems, I thought, ugh, that is really what I thought. That was very honest. And then, <laughs> um. Then we were talking about, you know, really are the, the patterns, it's how they influence your entire life. So, you yes. know, sometimes if you're trying to make changes and you just, you feel like you can't mm. get anywhere with it <laughs> or, oh, the patterns, you keep repeating the same experiences over and over again, because that's going to happen, everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, or people, when you keep reacting the same way myself, you know, and it's not always a lovely reaction and you're like, why am I doing that? Right. That drives me. Yeah. That yeah. pushes me with the edge. <laughs> not not normally your best self, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your belief systems, which we'll talk about more, right? But they can be at work here. 100%. So let's just kind of define what a belief system is. Sure. You may have heard them referred to as uh, like your story, mm -hmm. patterns, thoughts, um, I don't know. Can you think of any other words? Those are the ones that come to mind, those terms that kind of all tie into that idea of belief right. systems in various ways. Well, and I've heard people say, um, this is just how my family is. Yes. This is how we do it. Mm -hmm. um, or I react this way to everything because I'm whatever yeah. ethnicity, nationality. I've heard that Cultural, plenty of time, I've right? Culturally. Too, yep. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, belief systems, they're really their root or core beliefs. Their thoughts are ways of seeing the world. It's the way you see the world and they repeat themselves over and over again. So we're not necessarily talking about what are your core values. We're talking yeah, about- These are different. Yes. The way that you see and interact with the world. Right. They're really like how we perceive the world around us based on our past experiences, both the good and the bad and our traumas. Like they yes. can be very trauma influenced. And I think that's yeah. really important because, you know, belief like a belief system in a religious context is very different. Right. Yes. These are things that are kind of insidious almost, you know, like we don't always know that they're playing over and over again. Yes. Right. And hopefully we get them to the point where they're not insidious and they're empowering. Right. That would be yeah. the hope as we're right. working through. So, you know, these, these traumas, these belief systems, these past experiences, 
they are often established from a really early age. So you think about, you know, three to seven years old and you're using them as like a safety mechanism Mm -hmm. or it's the way that the child in you perceives the experience, how true that is for you at that precise moment in time. Yeah. Right. So if you think a childlike perspective. Right. And I suspect they can be formed later on too. I don't think it's, I mean, I think the bulk of them happen and then it sort of branches out from there, you know, but because I, I do often see the root of the belief begin really early on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think, you know, I also say this because I think they can form over something that happened to you or like something you just saw or witnessed in it. and, And it can still, even in your later years, you can form different ones don't you think like like if there's a trauma that happened to you right so like it's just interesting it can form in like a moment like even just one thing happens but it sticks with you like a freaking broken record for like so much longer it does and when you you know when you hear the word trauma listen trauma everybody has trauma you have Mm -hmm. different levels of it or Mm -hmm. it feels different to you so we are not uh it it can be simple i don't want you to say well i've never had trauma everybody's had trauma Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, capital that's... T trauma, little T trauma. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I've also seen it come in. You bring it in with you when you incarnate. It's very mm-hmm. much, you know, I, I don't like to say past life, but everybody understands that because they all happen concurrently. But that's another episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that that also can form it informs your belief system of how you're going to operate in this lifetime. Yeah. And how you respond and react to the situation. Yeah. I like it when you reflect back. I'm sorry. I just like it when we reflect, you know, when you can reflect back and kind of connect the dots with the events and then why you now feel a certain way. Yeah. That's always an aha. Like, especially for me when I'm doing my own work, I'm like, oh, 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 there you are. (laughs) There you are. You know, I also want to just toss this out here. What we're talking about really is repeating patterns that might help if we phrase it like that. And while these repeating patterns definitely affect how we move through the world, they definitely do not account for everything that happens to us. All right. So I don't want people to think, right. Dang, I have this belief system, so I must be attracting all this stuff to me. It's uh, more of a yes. And right. Yes. A belief system can do that. But also stuff happens because other people make fantastically bad choices that we don't have control over, you know, (laughs) and it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So, so we don't want to like bypass, right? Like, you know, not everything is within our control, but this, but, but when you do look at, at patterns in yourself that are within your control, you can see a lot of change. It, it, It can't make everything go away, but it can really help you. Don't you think understanding yourself more fully and how you move through the world can help you navigate those things that are out of your control? You know, honestly, I really think that's one of the main purposes why we're all here. I mean, that's the path and the way to growth, evolution, and ultimately ascension. Yeah, really that that's it. Hopefully when you're ready, and I mean you in general, uh, you're doing your work every day on this in different ways. So, you know, the, the thing that's interesting about these systems or these patterns is that they can affect you, but not another family member or right? close person in the same way. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, if you and um, I can tell you, my, I'll talk about my little sister. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, <laughs> if we, 
<laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I am lucky you to my sister. Huh. Um, if she and I were to witness the same thing happen, because we talk about this all the time, we, we perceive it very differently. Yeah. It impacts us and affects us very differently. And we have different memories about it. She, of course, says mine are all incorrect, but that's okay. <laughs> Isn't that weird, though, how that yeah. works? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's bizarre. Like, you mm-hmm. could be in the same experience, the same whatever, but based on on what you've experienced in your life and, and, and all of those bits and pieces, it can be two totally different interpretations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's how we perceive the world and our own unique experience with things. And that doesn't mean one person has a negative perception and the other one has a positive perception. No, it just, hmm. I think it's how yeah. you're working with it and moving with it. Yeah. And I have to say, there's often like no logic to it. No. Right. Nancy Canning. I love Nancy Canning. You'll hear me talk. You hear me talk. If you've been in my classes, I, I mentioned Nancy because she does some really amazing work. She's an expert on this. And she says that belief systems are formed when we're kids and they're formed through, like we talked about the child's point of view, not the adults. Right. And mm-hmm. and I think that's an interesting point that we kind of skirted over before. And we need to really stop and think about that because how do we perceive things as kids? It's like from a whole different viewpoint and motive. You know what I mean? Like, well, and it's self-centered because a child only understands the perception of the world from themselves. They don't know to there's other viewpoints. Factors coming into this, right? So often they'll, you'll feel as a child, a lot of those childhood traumas, whether they're big T's or little T's, you'll think that it's your fault or you'll think that you were the cause or, you know what I mean? And that's where these really start to take root, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think they're like, we form them to keep ourselves safe in that moment, but then you grow up and you don't need any more. Like you yes. don't need that, that it's not actually, it, it's not actually keeping you safe yet. You still carry it around unconsciously using it as a tool because your little child mind is like, Oh, but that's what we do when these things happen. That's what we do. And um, that just, it gets, it's your default switch. Yeah. Right. And it's, um, you know, I, I talk about, a lot when our beliefs and the way we interact, we always choose these things to help us. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, whether you realize it or not, it's to help you. And then you get to a point where they no longer help you because you don't need them, but they're there, they're ingrained. And then they become a hindrance and a challenge. 100%. They're no longer a functioning tool. It might've worked in that moment, but it does not work Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. Right. And so you can even, you know, if you're more comfortable, use the word habit even, Mm -hmm. right? So belief Mm -hmm. system, pattern, experience, habit, those things. Like an emotional habit though, like an emotional reaction or a, like a (laughs) habit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Because I literally got this vision just right in, in my inner eye. And I'm like, really? That's what I'm going to talk about? So... (laughs) Okay, here comes all of my core wounds. <laughs> so um I we I am a sugar. I struggle with sugar, guys. Like it's it's bad. It's my addiction. I will probably be fighting this my whole life, but I hope not. I'll use more positive words later. But as we're talking about this, I truly got a picture in my mind. So I will share this vision. This is a memory that I can't even believe I remembered, but thanks, spirit. I was excited 
right? And I now I know why I'm excited, but I'm not going to say. So I got a phone call. This is when I was young. Got a phone call from a cute guy that I'd met states away, right? He called to chat with me. So I was really happy. And um, I went in to the pantry and opened up a can. They are making this so vivid, darn you. I opened up a can of Comstock cherry pie filling. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) And I was so happy, right? I'm joy filled, right? It was really cute. (laughs) I opened it up and I grabbed a spoon and I remember going outside in the yard and like being so happy and dancing around and just eating the whole can of Comstock cherry pie filling. (laughs) I haven't done that since I was probably 12 or 13. However, which is too young to be that happy about a cute boy calling you, but that's another story for another time. (laughs) (laughs) But you see how that, right, that emotional high, that that habit, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling an emotion, high or low, we go celebrate or support ourselves with sugar. Mm -hmm. So it has become a, a repeating pattern and a belief system and a challenge hundred percent. And I'm a lot older than 12. Yeah. You know, okay. So since we're being vulnerable, I'll go there. I'll play the game. Um, Okay. Because spirit's sending me (laughs) me an image. (laughs) We are reliving it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, spirit. Anyway, um, I was bullied extensively as a child. You know, I'm really grateful we didn't have, it's all right. I'm really grateful that we did not have social media when I was growing up. Because I don't know that I, I'm going to be one, this is not flippant when I say this. And I, and I've said this to my husband before. I don't know that I would have survived. Yeah. I really don't if I had had that layer on. And and so bullying and, and social media bullying is is uh, a huge horrific. Uh, triggering point for me. But um, um, I was bullied a lot. And um, and I learned very early on that it's not safe to fully be myself because yes. I'm so different. Mm-hmm. And I find that especially when I'm stressed or we're moving to new places, I do not show up fully as myself initially because, mm-hmm. and it's gotten better over the years because I know, I, I know that this is happening now, right? I did the work. I know that this is a thing. I can't necessarily erase it because that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. We're not right, talking about not erasing helpful. it, but I can be aware of it and make a cognizant choice and choose to respond differently. So while it didn't ever go away, I still get very nervous showing up in spaces with people I don't know. I am better about showing up as my full self. But it's still like if I'm stressed, I will literally become invisible. Like I will have friends who have walked by me and not realized it was me because I just didn't want people to see me because if they saw me, I wouldn't be safe. And then I I remember there was this time I was living in Puerto Rico and my friend Stephanie, we were going to a um, uh, like a club meeting for women. um, on the, you know, where we were living. And I walked into the space and I was so nervous to be there because I was right. Reverting to my childhood. If I'm seen, they're going to reject me. They're not going to, you know, even though I don't think consciously I was thinking that (laughs) that is what was underplaying, right? It's natural. It's natural. So I scoot in, I see her and she's talking to someone and I literally go into the bathroom. Right. And like, Uh and, and like 30 seconds later, she bursts through the door and she goes, you, you turned invisible. <laughs> She's like, I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> she was like, and then I realized you were just, you know, she's like, you got to stop that. That's like, a good friend. <laughs> you know? And, and, and it was the running joke that people would introduce themselves to me 
down there mm-hmm. over and over and over again as if they'd never met me before. <laughs> Which would reinforce, Jessica, I'm sorry, but that reinforces right? the belief system. Right? My gosh. I mean, so I have worked on that since then. This was in my 20s. I have worked on that since then. I am not perfect. That's not the point here, y'all. It's not the point. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> but I am aware of it. And and I'm I do I am doing better at it, you know. I'm doing right. better at it. Because so let's, we have to yeah. Because we have to. So let's we have to work through it. Let's chat a little bit about that. Like yep. so we touched on awareness, right? Awareness is just understanding that these things exist and looking at the different aspects of them, the different perspectives that that need to change. So it's you know, like when people ask me, what am I, you know, what do you do to identify your belief systems like what do you what do you do i think awareness is key and yes. and you re- start by reflecting on like what are the repeating patterns in my life mm-hmm. right where do i make snap judgments reactions decisions no oh. spoiler alert <laughs> look at the times when you're stressed yes <laughs> you know? right uh-huh or you feel like you've done something wrong or incorrectly yes you know cuz that really yeah. is a trigger for people Mm -hmm. Like, where do you feel unsafe, right? Where do you get irritated? You know what I mean? Oh, dear heavens, I'm working on that now. I know, like, where do you get irritated, right? (laughs) Right. Because that's that's reflecting something back at you. It does. And, you know, you also might just know. You might just know yourself. You may have come to a level of understanding of self that you have a pretty good idea of what your belief systems are Mm -hmm. and your repeating patterns. Right. And remember, y'all... You want to expand your view out on these things because these kind of, they reach into multiple areas, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're seeing this repeating pattern in your relationships, it's probably somewhere else in your life too. Yes. It'll be everywhere. It'll be, it'll be everywhere. It doesn't just stay isolated to one thing. And you know, when you say expand your view out, because then I'm thinking of different perspectives that can, if you have someone that you trust and knows you really, really well, that can be an outside objective voice for you, mm-hmm. you can bring this to them and ask them how they see you in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, how are they? Um, yeah, I use my daughter for that. Nobody knows me better than my daughter, honestly. And sometimes if I react a certain way or I feel something way, I'll look at her and I'll, uh, you know, I know she's trying not to say anything, but I say, what did I just do there? Yeah, And she says it in a way where I'm like, okay, that is what I knew to be true or it is not what I knew to be true. Right. So that, yeah. So a friend, uh, somebody close to you. And then identify when they occur too. And that's, you know, you, you yeah. saw it when you were listening to Andrea's story, she was telling you about what she was thinking, what she was feeling at the moment and what she believed to be true in that moment. Right. All of those things kind of came together to connect and give this little spark of Comcast cherry pie filling, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, and so for me, you know, I can think back, usually those, like you said, this memory is so vivid. You said that a couple of times, this memory is so vivid y'all that that's the key. It's going to be a vivid memory. It's not Mm going to be some thing that you don't, I mean, sure. It could be something that you don't quite remember, but if you think back between like, okay, you're like, all right, I do this, right. I go into public spaces, um, and I don't feel safe. So I become invisible. So no one can bully me. Right. Like that's, Mm -hmm. there's a base level belief system, but that's part of it. Right. So I go back and I think, okay, 
when does this happen? Oh, I remember I was in first grade. I was seven. And there was a very vivid memory attached to it. And it's that the very first memory that I can recall right? It's the very first time I can recall, you know, same thing about expressing joy and laughter. Yes. I used to not laugh. And I think I've talked about this before. Oh my gosh. I used to not laugh because two things happened. Once in kindergarten, I was humming because I was so happy. And my teacher yelled at me for humming uh, in class when it was, we were supposed to be coloring. And the second thing was I was out and somebody older than me said that my laugh was ugly. And I think I was like seven. I'm like willing to fight over those two statements. <laughs> and and so a- I stopped. Like, I, do you know how long it took me to let my laugh go? I was 37 or 38. Wow. Before I really let myself laugh. I'm sorry. Who doesn't hum when they color? Especially when they're five. <laughs> like that in fury. As, a, as an educator, as a former educator, but I will always be an educator. That makes me want to just, lo- it just makes me lose my mind. Right. But, but these are vivid memories that I can, I know exactly who was there when it happened. You know what I mean? I can almost be in that moment. Right. That that's a really good hint. So if, if you can't figure out what your belief system is, start to go back in your memories. What are those vivid memories that you have from when you were little, you know? And the cool thing is, is like belief systems can be negative and we often talk about them in critical ways. Right. But you can have some belief systems that are positive too. So this, okay. If you go back and you're like, joy and happiness and perfect. That's awesome because that also is good. And you don't, you want those to keep going. Right. And so cherry pie is like joy and happiness. I guess it always (laughs) will be for me. It's a good thing. I don't eat that regularly, just saying, but um, (laughs) but I'm still joy and and happy. Um, But I am thinking about the, the, yeah, when we think of belief systems and what we're trying to change and grow, we think about, as you said, the insidious or the challenging ones, but we also want to grow the positive, empowering mm-hmm. belief systems and habits. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you recognize the ones that are damaging, right? The ones that are negative, when you recognize that they're no longer working for you, mm-hmm. that they're actually working against you, I think your brain makes this connection, right? And it's like, oh, this is preventing me from living a full life. Mm-hmm. Crap. <laughs> You know, Mm -hmm. and once you make that connection, you can't unsee it. Then you'll start to see it everywhere. (laughs) And, and, you know, and And that's helpful because once you're aware of it, right, you can do something with it. Yeah. If you choose to, it's always a choice. It's always a choice. Yeah. Awareness is half the battle is what we're saying. Yes. Awareness is half the battle. And, and this is really important too. And I want to repeat this. Y'all, you're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. This is not about fixing yourself. This is about understanding yourself, right? Our whole theme is understanding self through spiritual practices. Thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Because here's the thing. You can go through your entire life and transition to the spirit world, right? Your life is finished. It's wrapped up here. And never do a thing with any of it. You really don't. You can just, you can be aware and leave it alone or not be aware and leave it alone. You're going to have an opportunity to review it with your guides and decide what you want to do with it then. Yeah. But it will be addressed. Yeah. But it's okay. It is your choice what you want to do in this lifetime. Yeah. You are not broken. You are beautiful the way you are in all of all of our fabulousness and all of our ugly. It's okay. It's okay. 
It's okay. Okay. That's what makes us human. Yeah. Self-acceptance and self-forgiveness. Oh, forgiveness. You were doing the best you could in that moment with what you had. Yes. Okay. Now you've got some other tools in your box and you want to change things up. And that's, that's great. You know, and I think, Mm -hmm. I think uh, therapy is really helpful for this, right? To identify it. I, you know, I'm a big, big therapy fan. I think when you do figure out what's going on, committing to small actions, you know, I love um, that committing to small actions. I use the Akashic records. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, to, this is a, it's a great place to dig down deep into these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, prayer, intention oh. setting, gratitude, um, yeah. even just like simplifying the belief and getting to the core issue. Right. So like, yeah, one so like, step at a time. You know, we talked about like, OK, let's for me, I can say, OK, I was bullied and I believe that I'm not safe. But what does that really come down to? It comes down to the idea that I'm unlovable. Or I'm not worthy yes. of expressing my joy, right? There's something wrong with me. Um, you know, and, and it could have gone a very different way, right? But at that moment, that's the way my little, my little six and seven-year-old self wanted to interpret it. And so mm-hmm. I did. And I could have moved through my whole life not doing anything about it. But luckily, I... I'm curious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and then if, if you're listening to this and you're going, you know, I'm not really sure, um, that's okay too, because mm-hmm. w- what happened is then you activate your awareness. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of, you know, what Jessica is saying, and I don't have an exact memory or moment where mine began, but like her, I'm very much safety is a big thing for me, but Mm -hmm. not using my voice. Yeah. I don't use my voice, which is what, honestly, this podcast shows up. My guides were like, we haven't gotten you to heal this in all the ways that we've been working with you. Let's really throw you into the fire. And but really, it was about creating a new pattern for yourself. Yeah, that's what it is. It's creating a new pattern in a way that makes makes you grow and more comfortable like Jessica Mm -hmm. did knowingly right it took me longer to figure that out that that was even my pattern or my belief system I didn't even realize yeah yep and and there's so many different ways once you realize that you can kind of do that I don't is it neuro reprogramming I don't even know if it's the word but but kind of reformatting the way that your mind works right because we like to do the same things over and over right the brain's like we know this let's take it Mm -hmm. so how do we shift the brain's path right and I know EMDR is really great for that EFT is really great for that Uh, visualization meditation hypnosis um, thought, reaction, awareness. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can, you can do to help yourself, but therapy is also very helpful. Right. And I'm, I've done hypnosis several times in my life in my, Mm -hmm. um, teens and twenties. Yeah. Yeah. You found it interesting. Um, for, for one thing, absolutely. Okay. For the other thing, the hypnotist took me too far down because not knowing that I could do what I do and that I'm just going to be a natural. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> at this, I went so far down that it um, wasn't helpful. Right. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, listen, I grew up in the 80s. <laughs> Everybody smoked in the 80s as a teenager, right? So I when, I, when I became a quote unquote adult, 18, 19, um, I went and got hypnotized and quit smoking. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. For real. 
So Jessica, I know you've talked about some exercises that you have that you can do with this. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, somewhere along the way. And I really wish I could give credit. So if you all know where this exercise comes from, can you send us an email? Because (laughs) I'd love to give credit. And I know I learned it somewhere and I can't, I don't know, for the life of me, remember where I learned it. But I don't even think this is the name, but this is what I call it. I call it the black and white photo exercise. (laughs) Real official, right? Real official. But the idea is to stop the record from playing. Now, this is just like one piece. There's often, you often have to do multiple different approaches to these belief systems, right? You can't just do the one thing and then expect it to all go away. I I find that I I have a lot of different tactics and I have a lot of different things that I need to do in order to address them and heal them and and all of that stuff. So so, um, this is one thing that I like to start with because I feel like it helps me move into my power. Okay. Like I'm like, Ooh, I can, I can do something right now and then continue to take small actions to support it. So this black and white photo exercise is really simple and I'm going to walk you all through it. So Andrew, you might want to use a memory that's vivid, right? So like you're attaching sugar to joy. So you could use that memory, right? If you wanted to. Okay. That's Um, a good memory. It's a great memory. <laughs> um, and But what we want to do is we want to disconnect for you personally. We want to disconnect the idea that sugar equals joy because that's not helpful. Okay. That's not right. helpful. No, right? it's not helpful. It's not helpful. So we're going to we're going to pause that programming for you with this exercise. Okay. So before we begin, I want everyone to kind of close their eyes, take a deep breath. And I want you to pull forth a memory that pops into your mind and each of us will have a different one and you really don't need to um you don't need to know why it's popping up okay you're just going to trust spirit is bringing forward the memory that you need in this moment okay and i want you to really fully immerse yourself into this memory so for some of you you'll see it visually right it'll just be like in color for you. Some of you, it may be smells or sounds. Some of you may just know. We're all going to perceive these differently, but the idea is the same. We're stepping into that moment in time. So I want you to visualize yourself there in that moment in time. Okay. Whether you're looking at it from the outside in or you're actually in it and actually seeing it, I want you to be in that moment, full color. It's in motion. It's like a video is playing, right? It's in motion like a movie. And I want you to hit pause. Imagine yourself hitting pause. Just put that intention out there and everything freezes. Still in color, but it's frozen now. And it's on pause. And I want you to imagine that a border starts to form around the edge like an old photograph. And instead of a movie, it turns into a color photograph. Just put that intention out there. You don't have to see it. You just have to know it. And then once you've got that photograph in front of you of that memory, I want you to turn it to black and white. Imagine it turning to black and white. It's no longer in motion. And it's no longer in full color. It's in black and white. And then imagine or just know or find yourself taking that photo and opening up an index box and filing that photo into the box, putting it under a tab. You're keeping the wisdom, the knowledge, you're remembering the experience, but it's no longer in motion. It's no longer actively playing in your life. 
It's just something that happened to you that you're going to get curious and learn more about. But you're hitting the, you've hit the pause button. You've stopped it from playing. And you're going to file it away and take small action steps to understand and become aware of it. Now, let's take this just one step further. When you look at that black and white photo in your index box, what comes up for you? Just one sentence. Sum it up. Just one sentence. What comes up for you? What was your experience in that moment? Don't make it overcomplicated. If it comes out complicated, that's okay. But try to simplify it down. Try to simplify it down. into a statement. Sometimes I am statements work really well, right? I am unlovable. I need to be in control. Life isn't fair. What in that moment did you do to keep yourself safe? Because in that moment you thought, oh, I do not want to do this again. So I'm going to do this instead to make sure this never happens again, right? To make sure this never happens again. And maybe it's accidental like Andrea. Maybe you accidentally connected sugar with joy, right? And you're going to say, ooh, I don't need sugar to have joy. I don't need this to have that. I can have them separately, right? They're not interconnected. Just make some observations. And if you have a space and you're listening to the podcast, you can hit pause and you can take a minute just to jot what's coming up for you. Just jot some notes down, you know, what pops up. And if you want to even play with it a little bit more, you can start looking at your life and making like a timeline. Have you ever done that, Andrea, the timeline where you you start not? So you you can make a timeline where you write the initial event. Right. So for me, I'd say, okay, I was bullied and this was the initial event. I did my little black and white photograph thing. Right. And and then where do I see myself doing it? And I always put age ranges up. So that I don't okay. skip things. So 3 to 7, 8 to 12, 13 to 18, Ooh. 18 to 26, 26. I mean, I'm pulling okay. ages out of my right. butt. But right. but you see what I'm saying, right? right. Um, because, because you'll see that I turned invisible in my late 20s, right? And I self-sabotaged a lot of opportunities all through my 20s because I didn't feel safe, right? right. I didn't feel safe to be seen. And I didn't want to be rejected. Right. That for me was big. And then I hid myself until, you know, that was no longer you, you come to that point. Right. Where you can no longer move forward like, yeah. that, you know, um, but look at those places and write down some memories on your timeline where that's played out. Because because even if you can't get it down to like one sentence or succinct, as you start writing the memories that kind of come up and have that same feeling to them, you can do the black and white photograph and stop the movement of them. But you also start to clarify and narrow down. What exactly do I believe? What exactly did I put in place? <laughs> you know, because um, you'll the more you see it, the more you, you know, it just kind of has an awareness exercise. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I really enjoyed that. I, um, since mine was kind of a positive emotion, a positive thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, the bowl that I was eating of at one point, uh, the message that I heard yeah. was not helpful. That was right. the word, not helpful. Yeah. And the bowl filled from the Comstock cherry pie filling to um, cucumbers. 
I love that. And then it switched from cucumbers to green grapes. Oh my gosh, how great. And I was like, okay, I love both of these things. I don't know where we're going with the green, but I'll take it. Actually, <laughs> nature. It's more natural. It's tied to nature. Mm-hmm. There we go. There yes, go. and I got not helpful. So thanks, Jessica. I liked that. I think I want to play some more with that. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Jessica and I are going to talk some more about this. We want to go give you all some tools, some more tools in an extended episode mm-hmm. um, that you can work with. But just you know, being aware of what your belief systems are that you have formed, that you're currently working through, understanding yourself. Yeah. That's the key to self-growth, which is then the key to spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. So have a fabulous adventure today, everybody. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous.